Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Antique Auction Forum podcast. I'm Martin Willis, your host. Today's guest, Bill Anderson, we're going to be talking about um, protecting your art. And I think it's an important thing. And he has uh, quite an interesting security system for artwork. And we're going to be talking all about that. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hi, Martin. How are you? Good, good. So your background a little bit. Let's talk about that. I see a beautiful painting behind you. Very interesting one. Uh, right, but, right. Um, but your background um, is is more like in technology, that type of thing, right? Well, semi-technology, yeah. I mean, I have enough of a background in technology and, and entrepreneurship that um, it wasn't uh, too much of a leap to uh, to start ArtGuard. Right, right. And what? Uh, let's let's talk about what ArtGuard is. Uh, ArtGuard uh, started back in 2006 as a as a kind of an entry level product that um, was designed to protect paintings. Um, my partner at the time and I were talking to a gallery friend in uh, New York, Jackie Littlejohn, and um, we. Uh, just brought up the the question of of art theft and what was the you know the the prevailing situation and and she said interestingly enough that uh, there were galleries and this was less than fifteen years ago um, galleries still using marbles behind the frames of paintings so that if, you know if you lined up marbles on the frame and 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 someone um, uh, unauthorized uh, you know pulled the frame away from the wall, the, the marbles would drop on the floor and, you know, presumably notify who was ever in the, in the room or within audible distance of <laughs> bouncing marbles. So that's amazing. Yeah, wow. it was amazing. And uh, we just kind of looked at each other and said, well, this is, there's an opportunity here. So um, each of us having a, a little bit of a background uh, in technology said it can't be too hard to come up with some product that would indicate that, uh, or, or announce that it was being, uh, that a painting was being pulled off the wall. So we started with a, a product called SafeHook and um, nothing but a, a battery powered uh, device that um, screws to the wall and and uh, you hang the painting over the top of it. It has a little pressure pin on the top and a, and a uh, pin on the bottom, which you can extract to arm it by, uh, there's a, a long cord on the bottom and and um, you can extract the arm it once the painting is hung. And, and uh, if anybody picks the painting up, it uh, sounds a rather shrill 120 decibel alarm. So um, we kind of, you know, there was a little bit of a tra trajectory and, and uh, selling to galleries and, and small museums with the product, which we still sell, as a matter of fact. Um, it's a great gallery product. Uh, but... Um, yeah, the immediate reaction was, well, this is great. Uh, how about something that that will protect um, everything or anything, uh, you know, uh, uh, in a stationary uh, 24 seven um, and, uh, you know, will will be wireless. So uh, we went, you know, kind of back to the drawing board and there was a few a few in interim products. But we finally came up with what we currently uh, have on the market and are expanding with, uh, which is our map technology, which stands for magnetic asset protection. And um, it, it basically a, a sensor that detects the movement of a small rare earth magnet. So what's unique about the technology is that we, instead of putting the sensor on the work, which is 
what a lot of motion sensors and and other type of you know mo uh, in, uh, sensors that indicate movement uh, do. We put the magnet on the on the piece of work, uh, whether it be a, a hanging work or seated piece, whatever it may be, no matter what the size, uh, and uh, put the sensor within proximity, um, some two to three, four inches away. And it really depends on the size of the magnet. And that's the beauty of it because magnets come in all shapes and sizes. So, um, yeah, some distance from the a working distance from the from the magnet, and then once that's locked in and and enrolled in some kind of system panel or access control system, um, then uh, any movement will will transmit an alert and and uh, elicit the you know, whatever response you want, be it a you know a uh, a text, an email, uh, phone call, you know, call from the police, etc. Wow, is this something that uh, someone can put on multiple objects? Say, for instance, a museum and they have hundreds of paintings, maybe thousands. Um, and they, can they use that for each and every object in their, in their museum? Well, they can, it depends, it really depends. I mean, this is another advantage of the technology. Uh, there are situations where one sensor can protect multiple objects. Um, let's say you have collectibles, and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm assuming your audience has a wide variety of interests uh, from yes. art to antiques to collectibles, et cetera. Um, so if there are, let's say, collectibles, a group of collectibles that are grouped on a on a on a seated uh, on a surface um, uh, plinth or a, or a desk or shelf or something, um, then one sensor is it can likely protect all of those, each with an individual magnet. Um, uh, and if one of them were extracted, um, the rest would still be protected. So, uh, but normally it's one sensor per, per, uh, per, per uh, object. Do you, um, do you get feedback from people that has had success with this? Yeah, I mean, we are in the, uh, the Morgan Library uh, among other, other uh, major museums and we've had a, I mean, they have a, a situation where the, um, where Morgan's, uh, J.P. Morgan's uh, library uh, was, you know, was kept intact. And there are a lot of things just sitting around on desks. And um, there's no, nothing keep preventing people from just picking them up, which they seem to do all the time. <laughs> um, so um, uh, they're constantly getting alerts, um, you know, paper, uh, you know, paper holders and, and uh, you know, and, and little, little boxes sitting around. Um, so yeah, we do, you know, we and and then there are other incidences of 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 movement um, of items. And uh, um, to date, we've had no reported thefts. But um, um, you know, it's endemic in the market that thefts aren't reported in the first place. So I'm not sure if that hasn't happened, and we just haven't heard about it. So, well, let's talk about that. Why aren't they reported generally? Well, I, you know, the, the the art market is a it's it's a really peculiar market, and uh, you know it 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 it's notorious for its secrecy, um, for one reason or another. And I think mm -hmm. you know largely people don't want the publicity of a theft, so they don't report it to uh, to the authorities. They may report it to the insurance company, but um, the insurance company has no interest in in reporting it. Uh, you know, unless uh, the uh, it's a, it's a very very high value item, 
and uh, and that's what we hear about in um, you know in 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 broadcast news and and uh, right. you know in in publications. But um, um, if it's a you know if it's a lesser item you know in in a home or something, uh, you're just not going to hear about it. And uh, so I, you know we believe, and I think there are a lot of people believe, including the FBI, that the the number of thefts far exceeds um, the uh, the actual reported. Wow. So you think, so the, the art theft market, or uh, I don't know exactly what you'd call it, if that's the right term or whatever. Sure. But is it prevalent overall? Yeah, I, I think it is. And I, I think that it goes beyond art into um, into antiques and collectibles yeah. and memorabilia sure. and uh, fine wine um, and, and jewelry. So especially when you're in the home, I mean, you've got a variety of things of, of physical objects, stationary assets, which are of high value, uh, which are easily accessible, vulnerable to anybody who is who walks through the home. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's a much different situation than in a museum or in a gallery or in a library or someplace, some other place that uh, that um, displays art. So, yeah, it you know, it, it's a it's a it, it's a. Covers a wide, you know, the gamut of um, yeah. of valuable assets. Yeah, and a lot of things like we off air. We talked a little quickly about the Gardner Museum, you know, where there's such when it comes to the, like the high end pieces, you know, you can't. There's no second market. I mean, you can't put something like that up for a auction somewhere in some mm -hmm. other country and think you're going to get away with it. Right, right, right. You know, each piece has its own signature in a way, and um, and is unsaleable. But um, when I've talked to people in the past, they said, you know, for uh, uh, like the mob can use these type of assets for some type of power or something like that. Sure, right? sure. For leverage. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's common. And that's, you know, purportedly what what um, what happened to the uh, to the assets or the pit the of 14 paintings from the Gardner Museum, the famous theft there. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, uh, supposedly the mob, everything points to the mob, whether it's the American mob or an Italian, uh, mob having to do with the RFA, I mean, the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the Irish Republican army, um, the, um, you know, they, they will hold it for leverage and, and, uh, for, to, you know, to get someone out of prison or, you know, to um, you know, to hold it for, to, for a, a monetary ransom at some point. Um, problem with the, with the gardener, and I think this points to the to the real tragedy of this is that, after a time, when the you know, the original perpetrators may die or pass on, then um, these things may get lost. Yeah, um, and, and no one knows. You know, at some point, maybe no one knows where where they are. But there are a lot of there are a lot of extenuating circumstances. Um, you know, what, and one thing I must point out that the, that the pundits are, are you know, um, I, I, and I think it's a bit irresponsible for them to say that, that, um, that high value items can't be, you know, can't be fenced uh, because they can. I mean, you know, if, if it's a $10 million piece, you know, one would expect a, a you know, a, a, a thief to, you know, demand, you know, a high ransom for that, you know, a million dollars or whatever to, you know, at least. But um, in fact, they may be, you know, they may be looking for 25,000 or 50,000. And there are plenty of people um, who, uh, 
you know, with 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 lower standards, uh, would would buy that and just tuck it away for their own purposes. Yeah. Um, you know, once that once that enters the black market, then then anything can happen. So, you know, it it you know, uh, high value items can be stolen. Um, and I think that that the that the bigger tragedy is, you know, one, they're lost or they're damaged or right. they're destroyed ultimately, and that's happened many times. Yeah, in this particular case, they cut them all out of their frames. They cut yeah, the canvases, yeah. roll yeah, them up. Yeah, the, or the or the famous theft of of uh, in um, in Amsterdam, you know, outside of Amsterdam, a couple of years ago, um, where the uh, the Balkan mob uh, was fingered, and and the mother of one of the uh, perpetrators burned all of the all of the uh, oh. of the paintings. Oh, that is yeah. such a tragedy, gone yeah. forever. And these are masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's such a shame when they're well, when that yeah, happens. And then ultimately the, the, the public is, you know, gets the short end because they no longer have access to, you know, to these to these paintings. Right. Um, I've always just assumed anytime I've ever gone into a museum and looked at paintings and, you know, you can walk right up to them. I uh, would never reach out and touch one because I always thought I just assumed that there was some type of an alarm on paintings. But that's not. That's not the case. Is is that is that it's right? It's generally not the case. Um, there are uh, there are camera technologies these days that are very sophisticated, where you can you can actually add software to an existing camera. Or there are companies, several companies, some of which we you know we partner with, um, which have a um, uh, which have a, 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 a technology which pixelates the the view of a a particular. So they can shoot a camera down a wall. And um, if you penetrate the the veil of of that of that shot, then um, it will it will announce. Um, but um, you know the, the the that's about it in terms of preventing uh, anybody getting near to a painting or touching it. Um, you know, it, it, there are there are several motion sensor technologies uh, that would prevent ours being one that would prevent you from you know from from stealing it uh, or taking it off the wall without some kind of uh, without some kind of reaction. But um, uh, you know, I mean, there are and there are some some electronic gates. Um, the uh, the Whitney has a a wire that prevents you from getting. You know, more than uh, two feet from the uh, closer to the uh, to the painting without uh, tripping an electronic alarm. So there are yeah. some technologies, but by and large, no, um, these are not they're not protected by anything but guards. I was pretty amazed. I, I went into a historical society that had just some incredible artwork and I was helping them with some you know, consultation. And I mentioned something about insurance and the person running the place said, uh, we don't have insurance. Right. I was shocked. Yeah. And I'm, I, and it made me wonder if there are other institutions that are just not covering it's too expensive. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very expensive and a lot of, a lot of, lot self-insure, but, but um, even the bigger ones um, only insure, what is on loan to them. So they're permanent, they're permanent pieces. I mean, they just, it's just too expensive. It's too prohibitive. So a lot of it is not, is not insured. Yeah, absolutely. Now, 
putting installing your system um i saw in your faqs that you uh, are working with insurance companies to try to get so if people install your service they'll get a, a discount on their insurance right that's something yeah. you're actively pursuing yeah we are actively pursuing it we're also pursuing it with our advisors and and anybody else who would come in contact with a with a client who could advise them. Um, the, the insurance companies can't force someone to, or, or rarely can they force someone to to uh, adopt a technology. Um, uh, most of all, they're they're interested in having door window sensors or perimeter, uh, what they call perimeter intrusion technology, uh, you know, systems in place uh, to prevent uh, break-ins. But um, mm -hmm. I, I think that there, you know, there's a there's an evolution in thinking, and it becomes, you know, as as systems become more sophisticated, um, we can we are are constantly working to uh, be able to interface our technology with these systems. If they're doing, you know, a lot of a lot of do-it-yourself systems going into homes, uh, smaller systems, and and you know, and and, and add-on sensors to 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 current systems. So I think that this, the the insurance companies are coming around, and uh, it's easier for them to suggest to to someone that they might uh, that they might uh, uh, you know put a technology in that would protect those works. Now, when you have the this this setup, it's a small magnet, or it can be a, a different size magnet, but it it's, it it needs to be near a sensor. And how does that sensor, well, a couple of questions. How far away can it be from that sensor? And how far do you have to move it for it to trigger it? And how do you conceal that sensor? I know if it's behind a painting, it could be just stuck on a wall. But yeah, when yeah. you're talking other objects, how do you conceal the sensors? Right. Well, it's, yeah, as you say, obvious in, a, in, in on a painting. And, and to answer your first question, the, 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 the distance from between the magnet and the sensor really depends on the size of the magnet. If it's a larger magnet, it can be farther away. Tiny magnet can be, you know, much, much closer. Um, but uh, so a painting is, is relatively easy because both the sensor and the magnet can be concealed very easily. And um, uh, if it's a seated piece, however, a little more difficult. And, and um, you know, there, there's, there are no two configurations or situations that are alike. If it's something that... Um, it, it, where you can you can hide or conceal a magnet on the piece, either in, on, or under, and it's sitting on a plinth or a desk or a, a shelf or something like that, then you can put the sensor underneath the supporting surface, and it will read through whatever that surface is. I see. Um, you know, and 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 that can be you know uh, quite you know quite thick. Um, so uh, there's a lot of flexibility in that regard, uh, but since since it's the 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 sensor reading the magnet, um, the, you know, if it, it, let's say it's a let's say it's a um, uh, a vessel, you can actually put the sensor inside the vessel and then the magnet on the supporting surface. So there are all kinds of configurations, but um, we've encountered very very few situations where we could not conceal the the magnet and the sensor. Is there a way for the alarm to show like and alarms oftentimes um i can picture this will say window sensor or something like that front door is open yes that type of thing so yeah. if you have like a dozen artworks 
can it work the same way and say and come up as art in blue room or something like that? Yeah, well, we interface with all kinds of systems. So, you know, in large museums, it's usually what they call an access control system where everything from, you know, from door window from to 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 personnel badges to uh, to locks, et cetera, cameras all feed into the same system. So it really depends on the on the on the sophistication of the system and what the uh, you know what what the um, the 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 abilities of that system are to be able to to name the individual sensors, but um, in most cases and and uh, you know as as these systems get more sophisticated, it certainly is the case. In our smaller systems that go into the home, yeah, we can very easily uh, identify each and every object by name and location. Have you ever considered working with something that and say there's a, a smash and grab, a small self-portrait worth a lot of money in some way or whatever. And someone takes off with that piece um, of, of tracking it or figuring out a way to track where that piece is. Yeah, it's our, that's a, a GPS. And, um, I, you know, I get calls all the time on that. And it's certainly the brass ring in in the technology, uh, uh, security technology, particularly for, for assets, stationary assets. Um, the, you know, the, the, um, the misconception is that you can put a chip on a, you know, on, on an object and, uh, and, and constantly track where that is. Like a low jack. You know, most people, yeah, like low jack, but I think most people's misconception comes from, from having an iPhone or a Garmin. Um, you know, you can track an iPhone or you can track, you know, a Garmin will constantly tell you where you are. Um, what they don't realize that, you know, nearly half of, a, of an iPhone is a battery in the same way in a Garmin. So a GPS device that is constantly sending a signal um, as to where it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's location has to be powered by fairly significant, you know, battery power. So sure. the size of the Jeep, you know, which dictates the size of the GPS unit and if anybody sees that, which they're likely to on a, on a on an object, they'll just rip it off. And even if I they see. don't, yeah. at a at, you know if it's if it's if it's transmitting continuously, then it's gonna that that'll wear out. I mean, the batteries will wear out in, in a couple hours. Yeah, that almost seems like a hopeless uh, venture, in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, a brass ring. I think it's uh, you know it's a technology that that you know it's 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 like everything else. It's it's the size of the batteries. Right. And you think right. that as they micro-size batteries and, and that technology advances, then they will figure out how to uh, how to do that. But until then, it's it's really, you know, um, it, it, it's really imperative that you that you are alerted at the at the at the event, which means when it comes off the wall. Right. Right. <clears throat> For the YouTube uh, watcher, I'm putting your website um, up here right now, and. <clears throat> Just to give an idea of the different the pages that you have, and um, there, you have a blog also, which is interesting, and it's artguard.net, and uh, th that's a great <laughs> a great URL to get, really. Um, and so you have different systems uh, that I'm showing up there now: the safe hook, the uh, the map sensor, map system gold. What is the um, the one that sounds 
interesting is the the gold. Can you talk more about that? Right. That's a that's a, um, a kind of a moving from traditional security to uh, home automation or IoT. In that um, it's a it's a panel that communicates uh, with a platform, an offsite platform, um, and can be managed either through a computer or a, a mobile app. And it's dual path communication, either internet or cellular. So the beauty of that is that you can put, unlike a, a, a control panel for a security system, you can put that anywhere in the, uh, in the, in the facility. And it will, um, uh, you know, it will, it will encompass everything in the facility uh, uh, in terms of the sensors. And um, uh, the uh, and 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 it will produce a uh, give you the opportunity to to get a, a text, an email, uh, push notifications on your phone. Um, you can get a phone call if preferred, or a combination of of audible alerts, either from the panel or a wireless siren. Um, the beauty of the system is it's it's really. Uh, discreet. I mean, no, if it's particularly in the home, nobody has to know it's there but the homeowner or the person who installed that system. And it is truly DIY. I mean, it's it's plug and play right out of the box. I mean, just plug in the power and connect it to a, a router, and uh, you're off and running with a a very sophisticated system, uh, yeah. which I would you know incidentally is fairly modest, modestly priced. Um, in in the context of things. All right, let's play a devil's advocate here. So um, I find out my sister has installed artwork in your your system in, in her house, and uh, she has a painting that my father gave to me. But I want to I want to the painting's rightly mine, right? And uh, <laughs> so I decide I'm going to go in there, and I know all about her system. If I brought a magnet. Um, with me, can right. I slide the magnet and then take off with the piece? Can't, can't do it. No, um, any once it's enrolled in a in a in a in a, in a control panel or system, and that um, you know that that uh, the system recognizes that that location that that identif identified location, then um, you can't thwart it. You know, moving a magnet into place will set off the set off the alarm. Yeah. So it's it's a fairly you know, in the case of the of the of the gold system, it's an encrypt. It's also an encrypted signal, so it's a it's a fairly it's a fairly hard hard uh, technology to overcome. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I wish you great luck with this. I hope uh, I so hope much. a lot of people um, buy your system. It sounds pretty interesting and uh, fascinating. How it's it's simple, but yet really, uh, really, uh, it sounds like it works really well. We hope. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you, Martin. All right. Take care. Bye, Bye. All right, everyone. That is it for today's show. And we'll see you next time. And thank you for watching and listening.